The moment the moon began its descent and the sun started to rise, the back door of the old farmhouse opened and a petite woman with a long, strawberry-blonde ponytail stepped out onto the porch. Brooke Madison Bowers hesitated for a moment before walking on bare feet through the cool, dew-covered grass that was a week overdue for a mowing. When she reached the small, fence-enclosed garden, she pushed aside the squeaky gate and headed for the stone bench, where she sat alone in the soft shadows and the hush of the new day, until the dawn began to break in earnest. The backs of her thighs drew the chill from the damp stone despite the sweatpants she wore, and she shifted uncomfortably. She pulled up her legs and wrapped her arms around them, and wished she'd grabbed a jacket on her way through the kitchen. Shoes would have been nice, too. Goosebumps rose on her arms under her sweatshirt, and she thought it would be especially nice if the sun, now just nudging over the smallest of the three barns, would move just a little faster. Light silently fanned out across fields she'd played in once upon a time. The memory of chasing their dogs through the rows of corn was so fresh, so real. She had to stop and mentally tally just how many years it had been since she'd been a child. That many? Really? The dogs were long gone, and her life had taken many an unexpected road since they'd romped together. It was hard to believe that the one-time Miss Blue Claw and Miss Eastern Shore, the golden girl, the beauty queen, the girl most likely to succeed, was once again living on her family farm, sleeping under the familiar red roof with her mother down the hall to the left in the room she'd shared with Brooke's father for 42 years, and her brother two doors down to the right. Deja vu all over again. Except that it wasn't. For one thing, her father had passed away two years ago. For another, the room next to Brooke now belonged to her son. The biggest change of all was that the once happy-go-lucky girl was now a not-so-merry widow. Brooke, you out there? Her brother called to her as he crossed the yard. She'd been so lost in thought, she'd heard neither the back door nor his footsteps. Here, Clay, in the herb garden. He pushed through the gate, telling her, I've got coffee. You're a good brother. The best. He handed her a mug of coffee and took a seat next to her on the bench. Thanks. Sure. Clay stretched his long legs out in front of him and took a deep breath. Everything okay? How are your finances holding up? Fine. Between Eric's benefits and the life insurance and some investments, I'm fine. You know, if you needed anything. I do know, and I thank you. You're welcome. Beautiful sunrise, she observed, mostly to change the subject. Nothing like early morning, watching the lights spread across the orchard like that. I never get tired of it. He raised his mug in a sort of salute in the direction of the apple trees that formed the property line beyond the garden. Old Clay Madison had a farm, she sang under her breath. Do I have to add the E-I-E-I-O? Clay laughed. Hey, it's all old Clay Madison ever really wanted. After a pause, he asked, What about you, Brooke? What do you want? Today? She sighed. I just want to get through today without going off the deep end. I keep going back and forth between feeling just plain sad and just plain pissed off. Please accept my apologies in advance for being an insensitive ass, but what's today? Other than Logan's birthday. That's it. Logan's eight years old today. And that makes you sad and angry? Because Eric isn't here for it, and he'll never be here for any of Logan's birthdays. She paused.
Actually, Eric hasn't been around for any of his birthdays. He was in Iraq for the first four, and these past few years he's been gone. Damn, he said softly. Has it been three years? Two and a half since my husband was blown up in Iraq, and my life blew up in my face. She cleared her throat and tried to keep her voice from quivering. She glanced at her brother and could tell he was struggling to find something, the right something, to say. It's okay, she assured him. I mean, what do you say? I'm sorry Eric didn't live to see his son grow up, and I'm still sorry that he died. I am still sorry that Eric died. He was a hell of a guy. She turned her back on him and rested against his shoulder. Did I say the wrong thing? No, you said exactly the right thing. I just want to leave.